This is the Sports Psychology Hour with Dr. Andrew Jacobs. I cannot express the gratitude what my son came and visited you. Dr. Jacobs has been in practice for 37 years as a sports psychologist. I have seen a change in youth sports in the last 10, 15 years. I've talked about it a lot on this show. The Sports Psychology Hour. The best advice on the radio each and every week. Failure and losing and screwing up is something that happens in life. It happens in sports. And I think we have to teach kids how to do that more effectively. This is where sports talk gets real. That word playing, it's gone from our society in a lot of ways with kids. And now here's your host, Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Hello, everybody. I am sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs, and welcome to the Sports Psychology Hour. Live from our flagship station in Kansas City on a snowy, snowy day. We are here to talk with you about the mental side of sports, as I do every week. Look forward to doing the show with you from Sports Radio 810 WHB here in Kansas City. We're on a number of cities around the country. And we talk about attitudes, mindsets, sportsmanship, success and failure. I've been a sports psychologist in my 38th year now. I've been on the radio here in Kansas City for 28 years, the last 18 here at Sports Radio 810 WHB. And we are now, after many, many tries, getting the show syndicated around the country on a number of cities. And our list is growing, actually, on a weekly basis, I'm excited to say. And we talk about you. We get into things about your mind, your attitude, your focus. What is sports about? And I'm always interested in talking with you, taking calls, and getting into discussions. And today I have a guest in studio I'm going to introduce in a moment. And one of the things I'm going to talk to him about is the issue of sportsmanship. Because this past week, a couple of things happened in the world of sports and basketball. University of Iowa coach Fran McCaffrey was suspended two games, and the University of Iowa was fined $10,000 for him losing it on the court, going ballistic after refs after a game. He was very remorseful in a press conference afterwards, but it's the second time he's done this in the last couple of years that he's gone after refs. So what's that about? And then you have Mike McCarthy, the former Packers coach, who had his stepson's high school basketball game, went after the refs. There's video showing it where he verbally attacked the refs as they left the court. And you can see one of the refs pointing at him and sort of getting somewhat upset. As McCarthy just walked right off the court, the stands, and just followed him towards the locker room. Sportsmanship's a big issue for me. And it's something I'm going to get into today because my guest is somebody I've gotten to know who I think displays tremendous sportsmanship. And it's something that we get into You know, when I talk about role modeling, I talk about success and failure in coaching and performing. Let's face it, athletes, coaches are people. They have emotions, they have feelings, but you've got to control it. And when you don't control it and you get out of control, emotionally, everything falls apart. So self-control is a big issue. And if you play offensive line in the NFL, you better have self-control or you're in big trouble. So this morning, I'm privileged to have in our studio Mitch Morris, who for the past four years has been the center for the Kansas City Chiefs. He's been kind enough to get up and come in and join us this morning, drive through the snow to get into the studio. And we're going to talk about what he does. You see, he plays center in the NFL. There are only 32 starting centers in the NFL. It's a very unique position because you have to be in total 
coordination with the quarterback. You have to know what's going on with the offense. You have to be in, in sync with your teammates. And it's a job that I think a lot of people, oh, you just get there and snap the ball. Well, it's a lot more than that. So we're going to talk with Mitch about his career, about sports, about sportsmanship, about focus, about pressure, coming back from injuries, all these types of things. First of all, my friend, thank you for coming in, getting up this morning in the snow and coming into the studio. Doc, I uh, I got up this morning and I was graced with a text that asked what I wanted from Starbucks. So I knew it was going to be a good day. You, you took care of me this morning. Um, I'm really thankful to, to be on the show and... Uh, I've always been a big proponent of um, sports psychology, uh, just positive thinking in sport. And uh, I, I know throughout my career, every step that I've taken, um, you know, the, the physical aspect of the game has increased. But the re- the thing that really I, I saw that uh, distinguished, you know, the great players was the way they were able to play the game mentally, to play within themselves and understand themselves uh, through the mental aspect of their game. You know, I've been doing this for 38 years. I started, and it's interesting, the past couple of weeks I have, I found a box of audio cassette tapes of interviews of me the 10 years prior to me starting on the radio. And I've been downloading those onto my computer. I, I found one of these machines on Amazon. You can do that with It's great. I'm like, what am I ever going to do with these? Because um, what's a cassette, people are saying? Is that right. A-track? What is that? Doc's got a big old cassette tape in his office. Yeah, so well. This thing could start your car. Yes. Anyway, but um, I've, I've been listening to some of these interviews I gave 30 years ago, 35 years ago, actually. And what's been interesting is we talked about sports psychology back then. Mm-hmm. And I interviewed at several of the small colleges in the Kansas City area to, to try to start working. When I first came home in August of 1981, And one of the athletic directors said to me, I don't believe in witchcraft and hocus pocus. That's what all the psychology stuff is with sports. We've come so far in a long time. You went to the University of Missouri. There's a very uh, well-established sports psychology program there. Yes. You understand the mental aspect of this game. Mm -hmm. Okay. You know, I always like to say you can have two athletes who are physically the same, but the one with a stronger mind will come out on top. Tell me what you think about that. Yeah, I think... There's ultimate truth to that, right? Um, I've I remember in my youth sports and even through the first few years at Mizzou, and you know it's it's I hate to say it, even the first few years in the league, um, it's hard not to get in your own mind, and, and self sabotage is you know something that can happen unconsciously. Um, it, it's something that I needed to practice, and uh, and and the truth of the matter is, it's not always easy. Um, because it's, it's, it's easy to listen to people who are outside of yourself. Um, you know, it's, it's the tales oldest time is the only, you know, the only thing that matters is your thoughts about yourself and, and the fact that, um, you have uh, such a, a unique tool set that a lot of people haven't tapped into that's between your ears, especially in sport. And I think that it's something that's not mastered overnight and it's something that needs to be worked on like my tech you know like technique from football i mean you see the guys who are in the, the league and the guys are in high school they're doing the same drills right there you, you never have you never master drilling or master a step or footwork or technique and never have to go back and you know practice again you're always practicing it because it's easy to you know create bad habits so for me it's something i'm always been working on um uh, and I always think that, you know, there's there's ways to better yourself in that department. 
I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour, and this morning my guest is Kansas City Chief Center Mitch Morse. And Mitch has been kind enough to join us for the entire hour today and talk about his career and the mental side of what he does. You know, I, I the mental aspect of football, a lot of people say, oh, come on, just you just got to be tough, you got to be a big guy, and to play your position, you just got to be a big guy and be able to block. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about the mental side of being an offensive lineman, specifically a center in the NFL. Sure. Um, and making it to that level and, and surviving. Right. I, like half of it was just good old-fashioned luck, but, um, you know, uh, the mental aspect of the game, I think, was the biggest jump for me from college to pros. Um, in college, I only lined up with, you know, five offensive linemen and maybe one attached tight end. And then I get to the pros, and the second day of install during rookie minicamp, we have nine guys on the line of scrimmage, and that just it brings so many more people into into the box, which is you know there's linebackers in there, guys you'd never seen in your entire life in college, and then you're required to make certain calls or understand where everyone's going. I, I think the thing that helped me out was understanding uh, not only my role on the offensive line, but understanding everyone else's. And when when I did that, uh, it helped me you know, become a more prolific blocker or understanding what anticipation more than anything. So for me, the mental aspect is not only understanding, I mean, especially at center, you, you kind of have to have a little bit of understanding of what the quarterback's doing, what he's thinking. You have to have a line of communication. Um, sometimes there is no line of communication, just depending on the play. And, you know, sometimes there's, there's quite a bit. I'm sports psychologist, Dr. Andrew Jacobs. My guest this morning is Kansas City Chief Center, Mitch Morris. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. Are you an athlete, competitor, or ordinary individual who wants to learn how to relax, build confidence, and think more positively? Then the 20 Minutes to Success series of digital downloads and audio CDs from sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs are perfect for you. 20 Minutes to Success will teach you techniques to help you succeed. Dr. Jacobs covers topics like deep breathing for better focus, confidence building, and positive visualization. The 20 Minutes to Success series includes programs for individual sports like swimming, running, tennis, and baseball. You can also target overall athletic performance or relaxation. For more information and to get 20 minutes to success on digital download or CD, go to winnersunlimited.com and click products. That's winnersunlimited.com and click products. One more time, to get 20 minutes to success, go to winnersunlimited.com and click products. The world of youth sports has grown tremendously in the last few years, and with that growth comes questions. What's the right age to let my child start playing? When should winning and losing become important? And how can the youth sports experience be fun? These questions and many more are addressed head-on in sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs' book, Just Let Him Play, guiding parents, coaches, and athletes through youth sports. Written with Major League Baseball pitcher Jeff Montgomery and Hall of Fame swimming coach Peter Malone, Just Let Him Play tackles the issues that make youth sports increasingly difficult for parents, coaches, officials, and especially kids. Just Let Him Play explains the importance of winning and losing, success and failure. 
and why it's okay when not every athlete gets a trophy. For more information and to get your copy of Just Let Him Play, go to winnersunlimited.com and click products. That's winnersunlimited.com and click products. One more time, for your copy of Just Let Him Play, go to winnersunlimited.com and click products. We first opened about 10 years ago. We were, we were small, just a few of us, but it was exciting. I always dreamt of having my own business. It was kind of slow at first, but things started picking up. We had big plans, but in our wildest dreams, we never, never thought we'd have this much work. Yeah, with so many businesses caught off guard by the storm, Reed Waste Management has never been busier. What will become of your business after a disaster? Nearly two-thirds of businesses aren't prepared for an emergency, and 40% of businesses that experience a disaster never recover. Make an emergency plan now, before it's too late. For a free online tool that helps you develop an emergency plan to keep your business up and running should disaster strike, visit ready.gov forward slash business. Brought to you by the Federal Emergency Management Agency, the American Red Cross, and the Ad Council. Most of my family, they never graduated high school or even let alone go to college, so I'm trying to break that barrier. My daughter Brooklyn was also a motivation for me to go back to school. Every day after work, went straight to school, studied hard, and, and it paid off. At age 26, Kareem finished his high school diploma. I could not have done it alone. I feel like if I didn't have anyone to push me, I wouldn't gave a bother to do it. I got one milestone down the drain, and now I got to work on the next. I see the future is really bright for me. I feel like it doesn't matter the age, as long as you go back and get it done. The high school diploma is just added to the confidence, and now I feel unstoppable. No one gets a diploma alone. You have more support than you realize. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. Hello, everybody. I am sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs from our flagship station, Sports Radio 810 WHB in Kansas City. We talk about the mental side of sports on this show. I'm in my 28th year in radio here in the Kansas City area, and our show is around the country. And today, I'm privileged enough to have in studio with me Kansas City Chief Center Mitch Morse. And we're talking about his career, the mental side of sports, and you know his ideas about confidence and attitude and this whole issue of confidence, Mitch, um, in all my years of work with so many people, that's the one word that everything sort of comes down to. I talk about preparation, focus, attitude, confidence as the keys to success, along with communication, obviously, and trust, respect, dignity, things like that. But you've got to have that confidence. Mm -hmm. As a professional football player, how do you maintain a high level of self-confidence and not let it, not let it you know, go down? Sure. I, I think... Confidence is one of those things, depending on the person, that's hard to attain and easy to, to I mean, to lose. Um, it's it's one of those things that, depending on the situation, um, you can you can ride confidence for quite some time, or it can come and go um, as quickly as it. You know, it's it's something for me that uh, I've always enjoyed um, talking to people and talking about. You know, guys like 
you, Doc, who um, it just really depends on the person. Uh, and I, I think background has a lot to do with it, how they were raised. And um, is it, it also depends on if people allow themselves to have confidence or confidence in themselves. I, I think it's um, for a lot of people, they, they let what others say to them dictate their confidence. Um, and I think for me... What, what does um, self-confidence mean to you? Before, self- we go to the, before we got a couple of people online here who want to go to, what, what does the word confidence mean to you, Mitch? Uh, confidence to me means that uh, I, I understand my skill set, and I understand that um, confidence is I've, I've, I've attained something in practice, and, and I've, I've liked the way that I've played, and I know that I'm going to correlate that to the field of play and be successful in regards to making my blocks or making the right calls and just having a fluid game where there's no peaks and valleys in my play. Consistency. Consistency, Consistency with that belief in yourself. For sure. Excellent. Let's go first to Adrian. Adrian, good morning. How are you? Hi. Um, man, it, it's an honor to be on your show for one. I, I've been listening to you know your radio talk show for, man, forever. Well, thank you. And, um, and I would like to ask Mitch Morris, you know, with, you know, the mentality side of it, you know, you need that, you know, strength in your mind and all. And, you know, how does, let's say, training for the upcoming season, you know, be, be part of that confidence? Yeah, I think, um, it, yeah, confidence isn't just something that for me is attainable overnight, right? I, I think for me it's confidence is gained through countless hours or countless repetitions of the thing that I'm going to be doing on the football field. And confidence also comes from knowing or anticipating what I'm going to see. If I come into a game and I have no idea what the defense is going to do or I have no idea what my respective defensive lineman is going to do, then I'm I'm playing a guessing game and I'm not coming off the ball as fast as I want to. So for me, preparation is huge. That's um, where it seems to me. But that's right. You know, I talk about those words. Preparation. It starts with preparation. Sure, no doubt. That leads to your focus. That affects your attitude. And then it's it all about the confidence, that belief in your abilities. Sure. No, I, I think preparation for me is such a huge proponent of confidence. Adrian, does that answer your question? Do you play a sport, Adrian? Uh, yeah, I'm actually the – I was the, the JV kicker for the Aquinas for Aquinas Saints, and now I'm going to be the varsity kicker for Olathe West. There and, you, go, you, know, um, you know, like, you know, what you, Mitch Moore, said was a pretty true, you know, um, every every game uh, I have to mentally prepare myself, you know. You know, I, I admire Harrison Bucker a lot because I've actually met him and I've actually trained with him at you know, a cold kicking camp. And, you know, with a lot of the, you know, my teammates, you know, they don't understand, you know, what, you know, it takes to be a kicker actually because there's a lot of mentality to it. And, you know, I've had moments where I've actually iced myself from, you know, overthinking things. And, you, you know, there's just a lot of, you know, thinking going on in preparation and it's just, down to you know fundamentals and things like that. So. Exactly, exactly, Adrian. I you know I spent if you listen to the show, I I spent 14 years working with Nick Lowry when he kicked, and Nick when he retired was the most accurate kicker in football, and he kicked more field goals than anybody in football. One of the things we worked on was this whole preparation thing and mindset and game plan, and basically the same thing Mitch is talking about. And you've got to, as a kicker, and Mitch knows that because he's out there blocking, not snapping on the field goal unit. You've got to, the kicker's got to, you, you're on your own little island out there, and you've got to have your own focus, your own preparation, and you can't listen to everybody because if you start doing that, you're in trouble. Yeah, buddy, I, uh, it's, it's something that, you know, first of all, Harrison's a great dude and an excellent kicker and a guy who's very routine driven. Uh, I think if you find a routine that works for you, that's kind of, you know, and, and it's, it has to be 
uh, individual to yourself to yourself right you you can't take in what you know someone else's uh schedule and try to make it identical to yours just because you know each person is inherently different so i think finding this finding what works for you bud um understanding that i think kicker is one of the positions that is just it's kind of like a tennis player you're out, i feel like you're out there by yourself sometimes but understand that you really do have a a bunch of dudes behind your back you know ha- have your back and understand that uh you know it preparation is so huge in this department and just understand that you once you find your routine stick with it through the peaks and valleys and i, I promise you'll you'll be super successful adrian well, thank you. yeah thank you so much for your call thanks you, for adrian. listening good, good luck to you. you if i can ever be of any more help right. call, call back right. you take care thank you all right okay, let's the next to brian brian good morning dr jacobs you're on with myself and mitch morse how are you i'm good how are you gentlemen this morning great fantastic uh, Mitch, this question is to you, and I know that you, I don't know anything about your personal life as far as, you know, if you're married or you have kids, but I know you're playing a physical sport, and with all of these, uh, you know, like Junior Seau and all these people that are getting this traumatic brain disease from concussions, I just kind of want to know your feelings about, you know, everybody thinks, well, it's just that you are playing in a dangerous sport where at any time it can end, so I just kind of like to... Uh, get your feel like if you have loved ones and how you talk to them or if you have kids and explain that stuff and even if you had kids would you let them play your sport and uh i'll get off there and listen to you and good luck chief thanks brian great call go ahead mitch yeah i think that's a great question right uh brian um it is a gladiator sport for sure and it's it's something that does take a physical toll on you but if if you play timid or if, if you play with angst um i mean anything in life can um can harm i mean just driving your car to work is somewhat dangerous you know what i mean um i've, I've always felt like for me football is one of my true loves i absolutely love it my wife knows that um and you and don't my, have any kids i don't have any kids yet um but you know it's something i'll tell my kids is listen and my parents did this to me I, i'm i'm a big proponent of you know you don't have to jump your kids into pro, you know tackle football immediately I've, I've always thought that you can wait a while i didn't play till high school and i, I thought it was fine i'm but I, I get both aspects, and I think as long as you take care of yourself and you understand if if you're talking concussion wise, um, you know if if you if you suffer from a concussion, I think the biggest thing is taking the right precautionary steps, not jumping back out there too soon. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. My guest this morning is Kansas City Chief Center Mitch Morris. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. Are you an athlete, competitor, or ordinary individual who wants to learn how to relax, build confidence, and think more positively? Then the 20 Minutes to Success series of digital downloads and audio CDs from sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs are perfect for you. 20 Minutes to Success will teach you techniques to help you succeed. Dr. Jacobs covers topics like deep breathing for better focus, confidence building, and positive visualization. The 20 Minutes to Success series includes programs for individual sports like swimming, running, tennis, and baseball. You can also target overall athletic performance or relaxation. For more information and to get 20 minutes to success on digital download or CD, go to winnersunlimited.com and click products. That's winnersunlimited.com and click products. One more time, to get 20 minutes to success, go to winnersunlimited.com and click products. There are many sounds in your day-to-day life. 
There are sounds that wake you up. Sounds that make you smile. Sounds that energize you. And sounds that help you relax. But there are some sounds that can alert you to danger and can help save lives. Wireless emergency alerts, now on many mobile devices, use a unique sound and vibration to bring you information about severe weather events, amber alerts, or other emergencies in your area. With critical information from local sources you know and trust, you can be in the know, wherever you are. For more information, visit ready.gov alerts. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. As an 18-year-old, I let my mistakes kind of take over my life. I was 0.5 credits away from completing high school, and I didn't do it. Ten years later, at age 28, Jackie finished her high school diploma. When I found out that I was pregnant, I know that I had to do something for myself if I wanted to make her a better person and provide a better life for her. My family never stopped pushing for me to be better because they knew what I could become and who I could become as a person. My support team is amazing. The educational director, my sister, and even my seven-year-old daughter has just been more than the support that I could ask for. I've been given an opportunity, and I'm just thankful for it. No one gets a diploma alone. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. Um, hello, it's me. The designer jeans in your closet. The back of your closet. What am I doing here? Would you keep caviar in the back of your fridge with the ketchup and old milk? Yeah, I don't think so. So what happened to us? I mean, have you seen my label? I used to summer in the Hamptons and now I'm stuck behind a pair of sweats. Sure, I never really fit you quite right, and one of my pockets is so small you can't even squeeze your hand into it. But it's all about the look. And I look good. I need to get back out on the scene so I can be seen. You know, going to fancy parties, getting expensive iced coffees, Sunday fun days, okay? So take me to Goodwill, where I can really make a difference. Your donations to Goodwill create new jobs, training programs, and education assistance for people in your community. To find your nearest donation center, go to goodwill.org. Donate stuff. Create jobs. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. Hello, everybody. I am sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs from our flagship station, Sports Radio 810 WHB in Kansas City. Our show is now on around the country in a number of cities. I'm looking forward to doing this show every week as we get into the whole mental side of sports. And, you know, as we're supposedly leaving winter, although in Kansas City today it is snowing again, um, will winter ever end? Um, You know, we're going to get into the spring sports here pretty soon. We're going to have some interesting shows coming up. In the next couple of weeks, I'm going to have uh, a golf pro and a personal trainer on, trains golfers. We're going to talk about your whole golf mindset, physically and mentally, and that's going to be in a couple of weeks. And uh, I think you're going to find that interesting. Sarah Stout and Rob Shipman will be with me. 
And next week, Bernadette Wagner will be on with me. Bernadette is someone I've known for years and years. In the Win for Kansas City Women's Sports Luncheon from a few weeks ago, she received a big award. Bernadette started coaching male pole vaulters back in the 70s when women didn't do that. But she's an incredible person, um, and she'll be on with us next week. So we're going to have some interesting interviews coming up. And today, though, Mitch Morse is in the studio with me. Mitch is a wonderful person, a good man, and he was kind enough to come in and talk with us today about what he does, which is only 32 people to start as a center in the NFL. You know, Mitch, one of the things that, that I'm very obviously into is mental health as a sports psychologist, something I've talked about for years and years and years. I mentioned those tapes I found interviews of myself from 30-something years ago where I was talking about this and and even one of the hosts said, well, have you been asked, is this a bunch of witchcraft? Mm-hmm. As I said, well, that's what an athletic director said it is. Right. People didn't, you know, back in the 80s when I started, I, I graduated from the first training programs in the country. Mm-hmm. People had no clue what the mental side was, really. I mean, obviously people dealt with it because people were dealing with things mentally. But it hasn't been until the last couple of years that we've seen athletes now come out and talk about it. Right. And it really sort of started with Kevin Love in November of 2017 mm-hmm. when he had a panic attack playing playing in an NBA game. Now, Kevin Love is not, you know, some guy that sort of bounces around. He's a star. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, he comes from, you know, his family's the Beach Boys. I mean, they they know how to perform under pressure. Yeah. All right. Yet here's a guy playing LeBron James, had a panic attack, mm-hmm. didn't know what was going on. They figured it out, had to go to the hospital. They finally figured out what was going on. He's now become a huge proponent of mental health and sports. We had Brian Dawkins talking about it when he got inducted into the Hall of Fame last year about depression. Mm-hmm. Okay. You had one of your teammates, Kareem Hunt, lose his job, basically get fired from the Chiefs this past year for lying and, and his behavior. Now he's been re-signed, and hopefully for him, he's gotten some help to figure things out. How important is, you know, I'm not talking about just the mental side of sports, but the mental health side of sports. Because you guys are, you know, right. here's the thing, before I let you answer this, you're, you're a human being. You're a person. No doubt. Yeah, you're much bigger than I am. You're much stronger than I am. Handsome, a lot younger than super, me. Super handsome. Much yeah. better looking yeah. guy. I've got more hair than you do, though. But That's, that's, that's not cool, man. <laughs> a lot older. <laughs> but here's the thing. You're still, you, you know, athletes are people. And I talk about this all the time. You guys are in the public spotlight. You played on the Chiefs. The Chiefs are one of the most, you know, popular teams in the NFL. You're you're expected to be put on a pedestal by everybody else, right. but you're a human being. I, I think that's that's interesting. You say that, um, right? Because you you catch yourself. I used to catch myself watching games and just absolutely losing my mind. I call it the uh, the road rage car effect. Right? You're going to say stuff in your car or behind a TV screen that you would never say to someone's face. And now social media has completely changed the game um, in regards to just calling people out and. Uh, the truth of the matter is, it's just a bunch of dudes who happen to be, you know, fairly good at their sport. We're we are human beings in in the in the long haul, um, and you know, <laughs> as as weird as it is, we do have feelings. You know what I mean? Uh, it's it's tough, um, but I it's to go back to your mental aspect part. It's it's it's. I think it's it was a shame that it was this was cutting edge back in 2010. I mean, 
it's been there way longer than that. And but for me, that's when I really felt like it became to the forefront. And then even more so, what the last specifically year, you're talking about? I, I just think positive thinking and correlations to success in sport and continued, um, you know, thinking right in regards to um, being a part of your personal health. You know, because it it does it it takes a toll on you to always be negative to yourself, giving yourself negative. Um, you know, thoughts. I, I think it's just not healthy for a human being to have that, and especially when you do that alongside with having maybe a bad game or a bad season, and you, you people who really don't understand that you're just a normal dude and just want to have normal conversations, telling you that you are a you know a piece of junk or that you're not you're worthless. When the truth of the matter is, you might have had just a bad ga- game or a, a bad play that you, that you didn't intend to have. It's not like you went out there and decided to. Shoot, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna play like you know today. And, and let's take let's take your team, the Chiefs. Okay, you lose to the Patriots in the AFC Championship game. There's a play towards the end of the game where All Pro linebacker D Ford right. lines up in the neutral zone. The pass gets intercepted. If that isn't called, he isn't lined up in the neutral zone. The Chiefs would have been in the Super Bowl, and I think you guys would have won too. Well, a little bit biased, yeah, but I think sure. you would have won. Okay, but. He was in the neutral zone, penalty, interception doesn't count, right. Patriots win. Right. All right. He's got to deal with that yeah. for the rest of his life. If he hadn't been in the neutral zone, how, so how do you move on from that? Because you know what? He, I, I've never met D. Ford. Sure. Obviously, you have. Yeah. He's a human being. He's got yeah. feelings. How do, you, how do you move on from that? Because, you know, here's 80,000 people mm-hmm. seeing that, plus millions watching on right. TV. Yeah, I'm glad you gave me this platform to say this. First of all, D is one hell of a dude. A uh, great guy, and um, you know, you know, it's unfortunate that that happened. But I'm sick and tired of people telling me that you know that was the one play that dictated the whole game. Uh, well, because that's a joke. Because there's an it hour. A, it, was a, a, it was a 60 minute plus overtime game. It's a complete joke. You know, the offense didn't score a single point, and uh, I'm as much to blame, if not more, than D Ford lining up in the neutral zone. Shoot, I mean, give me a break. I'm I'm tired of hearing it. Um, you know, the guy deserves a break. He's a stud player. But so how do you? So, so, so my question to you though is, as an a, a person in the public spotlight like that, that makes a mistake because right. athletes are pure mm-hmm. human. No, no. How no. do you move on from that? How do you personally move on from something like that? Because it, it, everybody's right. going to remind you of that. Right. I, I think that. Oh, for sure. I, I, I think it's a shame. Um, you know, that is going to be a real. It's going to be a real challenge for him. Uh. You what you have to understand is that you know this is your livelihood, but in the end, it's not the end all be all. I mean, he's got you know we all have people that love us, um, that care about us on a personal level, and that's the real thing that matters. And in fact, um, Doc, I came and talked to you earlier this year, just trying to get ahead of the game, uh, you know, trying to get back into the swing of things, and that was something that we talked about was that you know when 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 stuff seems like it's going downhill in regards to sport and you feel like it's taking your personal life with you, it's just, it's, it's hogwallop. You know what I mean? It, the, the truth of the matter is you have such a core group of friends and people that care about you at, at a level that, you know, you not you can't even really conceptually understand it. And that's all that matters in the end and that everything else is just kind of a, a nice cherry on top. You know, I've worked with athletes for 38 years. I've worked with professional athletes forever. And one of the things that I always say to professional athletes is, you know, fan, if the word fan is short for fanatic, <laughs> okay? And it is. It, it is. Right. And, and I'm a fan, 
I've, I mean, I've worked with, you know, gosh, over the years, I've probably worked with, I'm guessing, over 30 Chiefs players. Mm-hmm. Okay? But, but the fact of the matter is, everybody's a person. Everybody has to deal with that. I mentioned Nick Lowry. There were games where he missed, there were a couple of games he missed a kick. Right. That if the, he makes the kick, Chiefs win. He mm-hmm. had to deal with that. Right. And, you know, he survived, played 17 years in the NFL. It's hard to do that. And you've got to have a tough mentality, and you've got to got to do. I remember one time, he and I went out. Uh, he stopped at a Seven Eleven. He walks in, and he'd missed a kick earlier in that in, in the game with the Chiefs played at Houston earlier that day. He missed it. The only time in his life he missed a kick under twenty yards, but he made a fifty-something yarder at halftime. Chiefs lost by a couple points, and a lady came up to him in the Seven Eleven, started shaking her finger at him. I'm sitting in the car watching this. And he comes out, he goes, she told me, you're that kicker guy. You're that kicker that missed that kick. I could have made that kick. Yeah. And he said, well, thank you. She goes, but you did make that long one, so I guess you're okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, right? I, I love fans. Um, you know, it's it's the reason why we play our sport. And um, just the last few years, uh, I've been spoiled with Kansas City Chiefs fans. are some of the best fans just running in. Um, yeah. Uh, running into uh, in the public, but... You know, it's it's tough. You know, because I don't know what the fan does. I don't know what the fan does for a living, and I'm not going to scream in his face about you know how he did whatever he did wrong. But um, it, it's just something about sport, and I completely get it. I understand it. I I just you know I just hope the next time you, they do that that you take a time to think that we're all human, man. Mitch, you're a human being. I'm a human being. We have feelings. We we'll have to deal with it. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. My guest today is Mitch Morse, Kansas City Chief Center. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. The world of youth sports has grown tremendously in the last few years, and with that growth comes questions. What's the right age to let my child start playing? When should winning and losing become important? And how can the youth sports experience be fun? These questions and many more are addressed head-on in sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs' book, Just Let Him Play, guiding parents, coaches, and athletes through youth sports. Written with Major League Baseball pitcher Jeff Montgomery and Hall of Fame swimming coach Peter Malone, Just Let Him Play tackles the issues that make youth sports increasingly difficult for parents, coaches, officials, and especially kids. Just Let Him Play explains the importance of winning and losing, success and failure, and why it's okay when not every athlete gets a trophy. For more information and to get your copy of Just Let Him Play, go to winnersunlimited.com and click Products. That's winnersunlimited.com and click Products. One more time, for your copy of Just Let Him Play, Go to winnersunlimited.com and click products. Take a look under your bed. Find stuff under there? What about jobs? No? Now try your basement. There's a pair of overalls that overall you're not so into anymore. A perfectly good laptop that hasn't sat in your lap in months. And even more stuff, but still no jobs? Well, you really have both. See, stuff is defined as household articles considered as a group. Sometimes this stuff is no longer needed. Wait, no longer needed? That can't be right. Because remember those jobs you were looking for? Those are really needed, and they're the stuff inside your stuff even inside that winter coat that moved with you to Phoenix. Our job is to unlock those jobs, and it starts when you donate your stuff to your local Goodwill. Here's how we do it. When you donate to Goodwill, we sell your stuff to provide job training for people right here in your community. So just by teaming up with Goodwill, you help create jobs. And isn't that worth parting with the leftover guitar from your 80s cover band? Goodwill. Donate stuff, create jobs. Find your nearest donation center at goodwill.org. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council. 
Excuse me. I know you have a nine o'clock, so I'll keep this short. I'm the business suit in the back of your closet. You wore me nearly every day before your office went, quote, casual. I used to be the CEO of your closet. Now I'm just that one intern no one ever talks to. I always thought you'd circle back with me. Get granular. Keep me in the pipeline. But nada. Nothing. Don't you remember the McKittrick presentation? You spilled coffee on me, and I still looked amazing during the breakout talkback Q&A. So, I think it's time for me to move on. I've got a great resume, and I absolutely crush it in interviews, okay? Let's make this a clean break. Shift the paradigm. The only thing I ask is that you think outside the box here and do this. Take me to Goodwill, where I can really make a difference. Your donations to Goodwill create new jobs, training programs, and education assistance for people in your community. To find your nearest donation center, go to goodwill.org. Donate stuff. Create jobs. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. Hello, everybody. I am sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs from our flagship station, Sports Radio 810 WHB in Kansas City. I am having the privilege of talking with Kansas City Chief Center Mitch Morse, who's kind enough to come in and spend this hour with us. Great, great comments he's been making today about himself. And if you want to join in the conversation, you want to ask Mitch a question, it's our last segment here. Mitch is a really good man, down-to-earth guy, and he, and I've gotten to know him here, and, and and he gets it. He he understands what this is all about. He doesn't have a big head. He's not stuck in himself like some pro athletes give the impression of being. He's a guy who who's married, comes from a solid family. I think he understands life. I mean, his brother, as he said, at six months of age, got a traumatic brain injury and has lived with that and very close to his family, very close to his brother. So I think, you know, something like that can help ground you quite a bit, obviously, in life and make you appreciate things. So, you know, Mitch, I want to ask you some questions. I want to ask you some general questions. What is your definition of winning? Oh, boy. Um that's that's a it's a million dollar question. Um, okay, so for me, winning is not only being successful in the realm of sport that you're doing, but uh, for me, winning can also be, say, a technique that I was not doing well at that I finally understood, and I was able to correlate that to the field. And w- winning for me is not just between the lines who has the most on the scoreboard. For me, it, it can be also a part of just becoming a better athlete, becoming a better teammate, um, and, and things clicking. I, I think fluidity in the sport. Um, so for winning, you know, the, the, the ultimate goal is to win the game, and that's pretty well-defined. But, but that's the result. That, no, that's for sure the result, and I think that's the common misconception. Um, you know, that's what you play for. Um, but within that, there's also small wins, which would be, you know, you know being a better teammate or so on and so forth. Losing. Okay. Um, you know, then there's also the parameters of you have a result with less points than the other team, right? But also losing for me is um, taking a step back in regards to me as a football player totally. Um, you, know, you know, there's all there's been the tales all this time as if you're not moving f- forward, you're moving backwards. Um, you know, maybe regressing or understanding that I, I took the easy way out in my preparation and it correlates to the football field. There's individual losing, 
which is how you feel like you performed as a person and as a player. There's there's losing as a team, whereas you know maybe there's miscommunication or a rift between each, each other. Um, uh, and I feel like it's tough, but sometimes losing is the kick in the pants you need to become a great player. I, I think the greatest players I've I've met or I've known have lost, and that's been their greatest fuel to become better, um, not only as to push for better results, but also to push themselves to become better athletes. As an NFL player on a very successful team that has high expectations, when you lose a game, how do you bounce back from that? When you lose a game... And give, maybe give us an example from this past season. Sure. Um, so we lose in Seattle, a pretty tough game, Sunday night football. Um, that was the next to the last game of the year. That was the next correct? to the last game of the year. That win would have kind of solidified the first round by that we were able to achieve the next game, but it would have been nice to have that first round. I mean, just to, to know that. So the pressure was on, um, it, there was, it was definitely a spirited kind of fiery locker room afterwards. No one was pointing fingers. It's just not the kind of team we had. But there was definitely some looking in ourselves and kind of understanding, well, what, what, what kind of mindset did I come out with today? Did I come out with, well, if we just cruise through this, then, you know, not the right winning mindset um, to come out and be the best competitors we could be. Uh, and then you go and you look at technique-wise. Well, what technique could I have done to become a better, you know, to have been more successful in those plays? Well, was it just being more in tune to... Maybe the snap count or the focusing on what uh, technique I needed to use. So kind of going back to the fundamentals, I think the biggest thing for us was um, practicing with the purpose, fundamentals, um, practicing you know full speed. So we, we always had the best spirited practices after we lost. So so in order for you individually to move on from a loss, what did you have to do? Um, you know, I, I always took a few hours just to kind of decompress, you know, get off, get offline, get off the phone talk to my friends and talk to, well, I mean, on the phone, but not social media or any internet. I talk to my friends, talk to my teammates, just shooting the stuff. Um, and, and then you then you do the self-reflecting. So we'll usually come in and watch film the, the next day or the day after. So I watch film on my own to kind of understand, well, what, what what's coach going to bring up? What, what coaching points are you going to bring up to kind of be prepared for um, what I need to to do and also gives me a day's heads up to kind of get in the right mentality to understand that what's going to be coming in this week um and then it's just attacking the film you, you attack it you understand it you, you know win or lose there's always things to learn from it um and then you go into the game week and you have a new game plan but you have the stuff that you need to work on let me ask you this question the difference between making it and surviving in the nfl and not is what because you know the combine is going has been going on right. recently guys are you know getting ready to get drafted free agency starting what does it take to survive in, in the NFL and make it and last yeah i think you have to have you have to have a good support system um whether that be you know cuz you know not everyone's family life is the best uh, i think football is one of the greatest sports in regards to it's such a cultural melting pot you become friends and you meet guys who just didn't you, – you wouldn't have grown up around. You know what I mean? Um, so not everyone's f- family life is great. You know, so I ground myself through my wife and my family. You know, some guys ground it through their friendships. 
But you have to have a good third party who does not give a darn about your football. And then you have to have the understanding that you have to remove yourself. For me, it took the longest time was, let me focus on football while I'm at football. And then when I come home, let me be a husband or let me be a son. Let me be a friend. And that helped me so tremendously because you mentally burn out if you don't. And then going from there. You know, that's where to me, as we wrap up the interview this morning, the word balance. I talk to all my clients about it. I talk to teams about all the time being balanced and knowing when to focus on the game, when to focus on you, when to focus on your friends, your family, whatever, your dog, whatever it might be. But have that balance in your life. I mean, you know, you hear stories over the years of, of athletes and coaches who burn themselves out. Dick Vermeil was very famous for that. He left coaching for a while because he was so burned out. But you have to have that balance in your life. And and you strike me as someone who has a very good sense of balance. You've sure. got a wonderful family, a good support system, and that makes a big difference, doesn't it? Yeah, no, it, it really does for sure. And, and And not to get confused with it, you have passion for something and you want to, you know, right now I'm, I'm in off-season training and I love working out. I love you know, working on my craft, you know, that doesn't mean don't do that, but it means that be passionate at that passionate time. You know what I mean? Do do it, have that time allotted, and then come back and just be able to take your shoes off, decompress. But no, for sure, I think uh, something you talked about, work-life balance is important, not only in, you know, in, in everything we do in life, but especially in sport, um, because it's such an emo- emotional roller coaster, and you have to have the friends, the support system, and the the, the mental attributes to understand that there's going to be dips and you know valleys in this mitch i want to thank you for coming in today it's been an awesome interview sharing yourself with us it's been a pleasure to have you in the studio with flew by man we had had time winter wonderland more like a winter nightmare outside mitch moore center for the kansas city chiefs thank you so much for being here thanks doc i'm sports psychologist dr andrew jacobs here every week if you want to get a hold of me you can reach me in several ways. My Twitter account is at DRJ Sports Psych, at DRJ SPRT PSYCH. My website <coughs> is winnersunlimited.com. Send me an email at DRJ at winnersunlimited.com or call me at my office at 816-561-5556. Our shows are podcasted here at Sports Radio 810 WHB and on my website, winnersunlimited.com. Hope everybody has a great week. I want to thank Mitch Morse for coming in. Thank it's you. been a wonderful interview. Thank you. Get your, you know, if you got a child who's interested in sports, let them listen to this. I think they'll learn a lot. Have a great week. We'll talk to you next week. You've been listening to the Sports Psychology Hour. For more information, go to winnersunlimited.com. Are you an athlete, competitor, or ordinary individual who wants to learn how to relax, build confidence, and think more positively? Then the 20 Minutes to Success series of digital downloads and audio CDs from sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs are perfect for you. 20 Minutes to Success will teach you techniques to help you succeed. Dr. Jacobs covers topics like deep breathing for better focus, confidence building, and positive visualization. The 20 Minutes to Success series includes programs for individual sports like swimming, running, tennis, and baseball. You can also target overall athletic performance or relaxation. For more information and to get 20 minutes to success on digital download or CD, go to winnersunlimited.com and click products. That's winnersunlimited.com and click products. One more time, 
To get 20 minutes to success, go to winnersunlimited.com and click products. Most of my family, they never graduated high school or even let alone go to college, so I'm trying to break that barrier. My daughter, Brooklyn, was also a motivation for me to go back to school. Every day after work, went straight to school, studied hard, and, and it paid off. At age 26, Kareem finished his high school diploma. I could not have done it alone. I feel like if I didn't have anyone to push me, I wouldn't have even bothered to do it. I got one milestone down the drain, and now I got to work on the next. I see the future is really bright for me. I feel like it doesn't matter the age, as long as you go back and get it done. The high school diploma is just added to the confidence, and now I feel unstoppable. No one gets a diploma alone. You have more support than you realize. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. We first opened about 10 years ago. We were, we're small, just a few of us, but it was exciting. I always dreamt of having my own business. It was kind of slow at first, but things started picking up. We had big plans, but in our wildest dreams, we never, never thought we'd have this much work. Yeah, with so many businesses caught off guard by the storm, Reed Waste Management has never been busier. What will become of your business after a disaster? Nearly two-thirds of businesses aren't prepared for an emergency, and 40% of businesses that experience a disaster never recover. Make an emergency plan now, before it's too late. For a free online tool that helps you develop an emergency plan to keep your business up and running should disaster strike, visit ready.gov forward slash business. Brought to you by the Federal Emergency Management Agency, the American Red Cross, and the Ad Council.